Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Well, hello, and welcome back to My Business Playbook. It is so good to be with you. I hope that you are having a lovely day. I hope that your hair is on point. And I'm saying that because my hair currently isn't. Uh, I should have washed it yesterday. The dry shampoo is real, and it's really come out in full force today. Luckily, you can't see me because it does look terrible. (laughs) I don't know why I'm telling you that. It just came to me. So there we have it. Now, today we are talking about happiness. And you might be thinking, well, why are we talking about happiness? Like that doesn't feel related to my business at all. But what I've found is that when we run a business, there are highs and lows. There are seasons in our business. There are some seasons that we feel like, man, I'm winning. Man, I'm just nailing everything I'm doing. And there are other seasons where it feels really challenging and really tough. And those are the seasons where we need to really guard our mind and guard our time and what we like the types of content that we're consuming and the way that we're actually spending our days the thoughts that we have all of these things we need to be really intentional about so we have brought in holly smith who is a happiness coach (laughs) and even as i say that i'm smiling because it sounds like what how is someone a happiness coach But Holly is a happiness coach and her purpose is to help people wake up happy every single day. She works with business owners to help them to create businesses that really bring them joy. I guess that's the big thing. So in this conversation, we cover the power of your morning and nighttime routine in boosting your happiness. Holly's gratitude twist for dealing with negative emotions because, hey, we're all human. That happens. And the simple affirmations and strategies that you can implement daily to experience more happiness, even when external situations um, are kind of gnarly. <laughs> I'm saying that in those are in my words, not her words. Uh, you're going to love this conversation. So let's dive into my chat with the glorious happiness coach, Holly Smith. Holly, it is so good to have you here today. I'm so excited to dive in and talk with you about your business journey, but also about how we can actually be more happy. <laughs> be more happy. I don't know if that even is grammatically correct, but I'm I'm going with it. So talk to us. How the heck did you start your business? How did you become a happiness coach? Yeah, it's so random. Hey, like <laughs> a lot of people go like, what the heck's a happiness coach? And it all started like I have obviously my story is just it's quite a long story, but I'll shorten it for you guys. I grew up like riding horses pretty much. Like that was my life. Like I was, my goal was to get to the Olympics for show jumping. So I was working morning and night. I was training. I was selling horses. Like that was my life morning and night, my whole childhood. So I got to the age of 16, had two horses, passed away, they died. And then we moved off acreage. So I had no purpose anymore. Like that was the reason I woke up every morning was to get to the Olympics. <laughs> right. Wow. And that was how, that was my emotional outlet. That was how I, problem solved that's how I got through all the tough times was pretty much just connecting with my horses um so when that was all stripped away I got super depressed put on heaps of weight um and I was really suicidal so 
every day I just wish I would like literally get hit by a car or something I literally every single day and then pretty much one day I was like this is a this is a god moment I was like god you know I'm take away this pain I have no choice like I have no choice I say that now but I felt like I had no choice back then because I was hurting so badly because I had no purpose I had no you know Mm. light for life like and then yeah I was like god just take away this pain like otherwise I'm gone tomorrow like I'm done that's it tomorrow's my last day um and then yeah I woke up the next day and I had complete peace in my heart I had no suicidal thoughts and then from then onwards I went on this self-development journey so always was into self-development which is interesting enough was always reading books always looking up on YouTube morning routines and how to structure your days and habits like I was so always interested in health and fitness as well so I kind of got back into it and I read Dean Graziosi's book Millionaire Success Habits when I was 16 and I got obsessed with it and I read it every single year and did all the action steps in it for years afterwards. Wow. From then onwards, like I just felt like um, – I can't remember if this was before I read his book after after the book, but I pretty much like had like – I felt like God was just like, you need to write this book. It's going to be called 30 Days to Happiness, but you're not ready to write it yet kind of thing. So – Pretty much I went through all this burnout. I worked in the real estate industry. I worked in the fitness industry. I pretty much ran my own businesses since I was 18. So um, last time I had it in a resume, I can't even remember. So it's been <laughs> such a blessing to have businesses, but we all know the highs and lows of going through it all. So went through a heap of stuff and that actually allowed me to finish my book. So how it all works is 30 days of happiness, 30, you don't have to do it in 30 days, but it's 30 habits that reconstruct your subconscious mind to wake up happy every single day. There are so many of us just not waking up happy. And we don't even realize it. We do it for so long. And then we, one day we go, I actually hate my life. I hate myself. Like, and this, all this self hate comes because we haven't actually dealt with the, uh, we haven't dealt with the past, but most importantly, we don't really have a vision or a purpose for the future. And it's not, it's the habits that you do on a daily basis. Like it's the daily habits that got me out of a deep depression. It was the smiling, like waking up Mm. and going, all right, today I'm going to smile all day. I'm going to smile when I drive to work. I'm going to smile when I get home from work boost my um, dopamine, my serotonin, it worked, you know, going for a walk, exercising every day. So all these tiny little habits that reconstruct the way you think and do things that actually allow you to be in a state of being happiness, right, which increases the feeling of joy. So that's yeah. kind of how I got into it. Wow. And so oh, there's so many things that I want to kind of dive into from there. But one of the things you talk about is the happiness formula. And Actually, what would you say to someone who kind of feels like happy is a like, you know, there's there's better like ways to describe your life. There's better like more grand visions for your life. What would you say to someone who feels like, oh, happy, like what? I, like I don't want to be happy. I want to be successful or I want to be this instead or I want to be fulfilled. What? Why did you choose the word happiness? Yeah, that's a really, really great question. So my formula for happiness, um, so definition of formula are different, right? So my formula for happiness is purpose plus pretty much like contentment pretty much equals happiness, right? So we need to find a way for that to pretty much happen. Or happiness plus purpose, right, together equals contentment, which then equals happiness, which is a state of being, right? Happiness is not just a feeling. The feeling is joy. Feeling is excitement, right? Joy, mm. uh, happiness is a state of being that you can be in no matter what's going on in your life. If you're sad, if you're depressed, if your house burnt down, it is a state of being, right? But you've got to feel different feelings from a rough situation. You're going to feel lack. You're going to feel tiredness. You're going to feel sadness, right? But my definition of happiness is, I guess this goes a little bit more into materialistic kind of things, is that if 
you won the lotto tomorrow, you wouldn't be any happier than you are right now. That to me Mm. is my definition of happiness, right? Everyone's got their own definition. And I ask people this on my podcast. The last question is always, what's your definition of happiness? And everyone's definition is completely different because it's all built up from your past of what you believe, what has happened to you and what you believe happiness is, right? Mm. Perception. So a lot of people think that happiness is like overrated in a way. They're like, oh, happiness like what even is it like but one of the chapters in my book third days to happiness is like it's actually towards the end it's my book there (laughs) um one of the chapters is like can you actually be happy if you haven't been unhappy or don't experience negative things or if you fail is there failure in happiness like finding happiness in your failures like all these little like kind of uh, philosophies that happiness can only be result from unhappiness in a way that you've experienced the opposite if you haven't experienced the opposite you don't really know what true happiness is and that's kind of what I explain everyone's Mm. definition is completely different so I can't say this is what happiness is because it's just not about that and I think overall like finding purpose having creating the habits to actually live the purpose out and then being so content with your life that if you are in a state of being where it's rough traumatic something happened you still are happy even mm. though what's yeah. going on around you externally doesn't look happy. Does that make yes. sense? Totally. And and I think, yeah, that makes so much sense. So it sounds like your own definition of what happiness looks like varies from person to person and we need to define what happiness is to us. And then it sounds like the formula to get there is where you come in and it's like, right, well, they, these are the steps. How do we actually embed this into our lives and not just have it as a pipe dream. So talk to me about the formula. You, you've kind of mentioned it a little bit, but talk to me about the formula and the process that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, the formula for everyone's going to be different depending on where they are in life, what habits they already have, right? So the formula is pretty much the 30 habits in my book. And I could actually go even deeper. That's why I created a course called the happiness formula, right? It's the 30 yeah. habits that will reconstruct your subconscious mind if done on a daily basis consistently that you will adapt, right, then then allow you to be in the state of being of happiness, right, that increases your joy, your peace, um, your purpose, your excitement mm. and fun in life, like all the little things that we actually forget about. Now, the course carries really deep into, all right, well, the first chapter of my book is like creating time for yourself, right? How many of us are so unhappy on a daily basis and we go, I haven't even done anything for myself. Yeah. And you go, oh, okay, well, that's probably why I'm pretty sad right now. <laughs> so simple so simple but so effective right you take 10 minutes a day for do something for you you then have more control you have more than control of your life right which Mm. makes you feel like you have more purpose so that's the start like the start of the course is all right where are you in life where do you want to go let's create this vision let's create this plan let's find your purpose let's create these values let's work on your health let's work on your fitness like the chapters are such a large range of habits that um that all come to the formula of being able to experience happiness if Mm. that makes sense but it doesn't mean like it's not about waking up happy like because my purpose and mission is to help people wake up happy every single day like that is why I'm alive today that's why I wake up every day that's my mission in life so it's not about being I'm so happy and blah 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 like you know what I mean like people go oh that person is so happy is that even real like it's not about that like you can still be upset but still be content 
And that's like a philosophy that I've kind of written down in the last few chapters of my book. Mm. And one thing that I notice and probably going through the pandemic, going through lockdowns, there's been this huge kind of we've we've all become and it's really good that we've all become much more aware of the mental health of like our families, of our communities, of the people around us and of ourselves in a way that helps us to become a bit more aware of, hey, I'm, I'm not doing well right now or I, I need a bit of a break or I need to step away right now and I need to go outside or whatever. And like the, the other side of that that I've found is that people say things and it's really it, it really actually bugs me. <laughs> people say things like, you know, the state of the world right now and like they'll say it even now and I'm like, well, if you live with that kind of attitude of like, oh, well, it's just the state of the world. It's just it's just not so good. I'm like, of course life's not going to be like I know that we don't we don't want to live under a little like rock. But at the same time, I think if your outlook is, oh, the state of the world, oh, doomsday kind of thing, that is going to play out. You are going to see more of those things that you're kind of expressing and that you're saying out loud. So what do you think as a happiness coach, how do you think we've responded to COVID and how do you think we need to rethink about our perception of the world? Yeah, I love that question. It's interesting. I had someone message me the other day. They wanted to buy a copy of my book and they're like, Holly, can I buy the e-version of it? And I was like, yeah, no worries. Go, go, go for it. It's all yeah. on Amazon. But the reason was, uh, considering the current pandemic that's going on right now and everything that's happened, I won't be able to afford your book, but I can afford the ebook, which is like $5 cheaper. That's, <laughs> um, yes. I guess, not including shipping, right? And it doesn't matter. Like, they can do whatever they want to do. But the thing was, like, I had to, I, it actually made me think. I was like, pandemic going on. Is there something I don't know about? Is there something still going on that I have no clue is there another disease in this world? Like what's really going on? So I just thought like people and I think it was such a traumatic time for so many people, especially in their own business, that mm. it's very hard to go back to where they believe where they should be because they now have all these other limiting beliefs and mm. perceptions and also scarcity and fear, which just stops people from moving forward. Yeah. Um, perception and perspective needs to change obviously for someone to be able to have a new definition of perfection so the only reason we don't we aren't happy is because we don't reach our own expectations like think about a time when you're we're really unhappy and have a think about what was going on in your life and think all right well was it because I didn't reach my own expectation is it because mm -hmm. something else happened and I thought it was going to happen this way so no one knew COVID was coming probably a few people did <laughs> Um, yeah. but no one knew it was coming, right? So people had all these plans. They had all these 10-year visions. They had these goals, and then they were all crushed. So these are all things that people have to build from now. Yeah. So I guess to overcome this, it's you have to understand that every single day is a new opportunity and not a new day to be scared of what potentially could happen because it's just scarcity that holds people back. It's like, oh, what's yeah. going to happen? Oh, there's a recession. Oh, there's this, there's that, and blah, blah, blah. There's going to be a cycle. And, like, 
there's always going to be stuff going on in this world. There's always going to be something. And I think we have to accept that. Not that it's a cruel world, like that we live in such a great place, like especially being in Australia and whoever else is listening to it, like we do live in a good world. And I say that because I'm looking at the opportunity that it provides. I'm not looking at there's a war going on in Russia and here, there, everywhere, right? And I do feel and pray for the people who are in those situations. But Mm. if you write down all the things that are going on in your life, everything that has affected you in the past, everything you're stressed, overwhelmed about, everything you're scared about, all those fears, all the anxieties, and you write it, you cross out everything you have absolutely no control over, you're then able Mm. to see what you have left and what you do have control over. So then what you do is you write down the opportunities from each individual thing that you have going on, right? This is like a strategy which allows you to see two sides of the coin. So I did this with a client the other day and pretty much we did this exercise, uh, but we did it more towards overwhelm and stress. Yeah. Start of the session, he was sad, deflated, you know, posture down, you know, just, you know, when you've had a rough week. By the end of the session, he was smiling, uplifted, posture Mm. changed, motivated, his eyesight, his like everything changed because his perception changed of what the opportunities can be from these things that he's overwhelmed about. So that's a really great exercise to change perception and perspective on anything, to be honest. Mm. I I love the, the way you differentiate, hey, there are external factors that you just can't control. We can't actually control the economy. We can't control a lot of these things and if if those and I want to make sure I'm being very clear that of course like this isn't a thing of uh lose your empathy this isn't that at all it's not saying oh you know um just keep doing your thing and just don't worry about anyone else it's not that at all but it is a thing of how can you care deeply for the people who need help and how can you contribute, but also how can you leave some things at the door and just go, do you know what? I don't have control of that. And for me, I, I saw something the other day that said three minutes of negative news um, or negative social media um, content can totally derail your whole day. And and it was like an actual statistic. That just sounds like something I've made up, but it was an actual statistic. And it really no, it's true. It, it really rang true for me because I was like, I you know when you get on like a doom scroll and you're like, let's see who's cancelling who and who's getting like upset with someone. And sometimes I can get on a little doom scroll and be like, oh my goodness, like I can't like these comments are terrible. Like And it can totally derail your day. And then you realize, oh, my gosh, I've done all of this before 7 a.m. And, like, that has to have an impact on your day. Or you're doing it at 10 o'clock when you're in bed and you're about to go to sleep and then you wonder why you're not sleeping well. So how do you think, and this is a leading question 100%, but how do you think social media impacts our level of happiness or our ability to experience happiness? Yeah, great question. Social media is everywhere. We're not going to be getting away from it anytime soon. So <laughs> learning to have a healthy relationship with it is absolutely yeah. crucial. And just going back on what you said as well, like uh, in relation to how you start your day is actually how you're going to think, how you're going to act, what your attitude's going to be, mm-hmm. how you're going to feel. Like it actually all defines the rest of your day, what you do the first mm-hmm. hour of the day. And that is why the second chapter of my book is, you know, creating a morning routine, right? 
And mm. if you are, for example, scrolling on social media first thing in the morning and you see something that you might actually not even realize, it might subconsciously trigger you. Let's just say you have a goal, right? And it's to get a bikini body. And you follow all these people on social media like who have the perfect bikini body in your eyes. And that's all you've been trying to do for a long time. But you have a really bad relationship with food. But you jump on it. You're like, I'm going to get some inspiration to make me want to go to the gym. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah, you can use that energy and that kind of, it's almost like not even fear, but a source of like sadness within yourself Mm. to be able to go, all right, well, I don't look like that. I'm not good enough. It's time for me to go to the gym. That's that's just what I have to do to look the best way I possibly can be, right? Yeah. Then your energy shift changes for the day. That mm. you don't go to the gym because it's a blessing or a, you know, it's something that we get to do because we have arms and legs. It's because we can breathe today. It's a choice, yeah. right? But how you start your day and how you use social media is absolutely important that you you've got a healthy relationship with it. So yeah. Making sure that you know what triggers you. If you're following people or places or things that make you feel insecure, then maybe it's time that you unfollow them. If you think Mm. they provide you inspiration, think again. Do they provide you inspiration or they make you feel like you have less self-esteem? Yeah, totally. And you're using that low self-esteem to then be like, I have to go to the gym because that is not a reward for me, but this is a punishment because I don't feel good enough. So it's really important that we actually separate our time. I really suggest no social media in the morning, no social media an hour before you go to bed. And the only time I go on social media is if I'm posting something or I'm replying to someone. Or let's just say TikTok is a perfect example. You get stuck on there for hours. (laughs) You have a good laugh. You learn (laughs) something. You learn how to cook something. You learn how to organize something. Like it's awesome. But you do have to be really strict with your time on there because you'll just go off the channel. So it's just being disciplined with the habit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any simple affirmations or practices that you do in your morning routine? Like what, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So my morning routine, I wake up at five o'clock. I love routine. Like it's my favorite. I love trying new routines. I've always been like that. I've probably tried over a hundred routines in the last like seven years. Um, and I love it. <laughs> obsessed, obsessed. Um, I wake up at five o'clock. And I'll get straight into my workout because I know that's going to release all the serotonin and dopamine energy that I need for the rest of the day to show up for my clients. Yeah. Affirmations are really important for seeing in the morning and it's the third chapter of my book. Um, and we talk about, all right, well, you can actually train. You can train yourself to do anything. I just want you guys mm. to really understand you can train your brain and yourself and your body to do absolutely anything. It's all been scientifically proven. So if you can train yourself to love yourself, you can train yourself to make more money just by thinking differently, then affirmations are going to work. So yeah. a lot of people say affirmations don't work unless you really believe it. I actually don't think that's true. I think you've got to start somewhere because who we all start saying affirmations, especially if you've never mm. done it before, and we don't really believe it because it's something yeah. we want to believe. The whole idea yeah. is that you're training yourself to believe it. So then all these things that you manifest in your life come because you've learned to now reconstruct the way you think in your subconscious mind that goes on autopilot all the time to now believe it. So then you have a feeling. The feeling is what allows you to believe and then manifest what you want. Mm. So a few affirmations in the morning, depending on what you need right now. 
self-love affirmations, a really great way you could do this is write down everything you don't like about yourself or about your body or you generally hate. Um, hate's a strong word, but people say it. So write down yeah. everything, you know, on the left-hand side. Now I want you to flip it and change it to what, an opposite positive affirmation with a gratitude twist. So an example that I used, I hate my legs, right? I hate my legs. Yeah. Yeah. On the other side, I go, I love my legs and I'm grateful today I can walk, right? That would be my affirmation. So good. Say you're really that. struggling with, yeah, say you're struggling with like a poverty mentality and struggling to make more money. Yeah. I feel broke. Like I have no money. I'm a loser. <laughs> That's maybe what you're thinking, right? It's not true. Yeah. That's just what you believe, right? Because of whatever. Other side, I'm grateful that I can fill my car with fuel and I have a yeah. vision for my business, right? Switching it, total belief system. Like I just got chills by saying that because you're saying it out loud into your universe, which allows you to then make it a real statement. Yeah. I really believe they all hold a positive or negative vibration. So be really careful with the words you speak outside your mouth first thing in the morning mm. and yeah, you'll be in a more less reactive mode as well. So there are a few ways. Affirmation is the first thing or the second habit I started adapting. The first one was smiling. Second one was I used to go for a walk every single day and I hated my body, I hated the way I looked. And I started speaking these affirmations over myself. I'd be like, I love my legs. I'm so grateful to I can walk. Like I love my body. I love my belly. Like I'm grateful I can laugh. Like I'd say it for like a 45 minute walk the whole time. (laughs) Three months of doing that, I've never hated my body or any part of it, no matter what I look like ever again. Yeah. It works. Yeah. And, and it does sound like I totally get the thing of, oh, is this just a bit woo? But I think it's really important. And I remember I was in, I was in the fifth grade and there was a teacher at my school and she would um, get people to do these little, uh, I guess they were affirmations, but as a kid, I was like, this lady is weird. Like, (laughs) I want to be in the other teacher's class. And she would get get the students to say, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. And yeah. Yeah. And now that I think about it, like as a kid, I was like, oh, that's weird. Like (laughs) I want to be in the sport teacher's class. It's way better. But now that I think about it, I'm like, actually, there's something really powerful about that. And I was, um, I've been reading this book called The Psychology of Sales by Brian Tracy. And he, and as I'm like, I'm actually listening to it as an audiobook, And as I'm listening to it, I'm writing down all these yeah. things. And he said this one thing that mm-hmm. as you were talking, I, I pulled it up because it was really good. He said, what you believe has a way of coming true. And to me, that just seems like, and I know that maybe it just sounds really obvious, but the, the idea of, oh, and, and we think about in business, I'm terrible at sales or I'm awkward at phone calls or... I don't know how to be on video. I'm terrible at being on video or I, I, I'm not good at this or I'm just creative. I don't have like, I don't have that killer instinct. I'm not direct. I'm not assertive. Whatever you believe has a way of coming true. And I've noticed that in myself that there are things where I have had to go, do you know what? Like when I, when I first started, I was terrified of sales. I hated selling. And the more I hated selling, the worse I got. <laughs> it was like, mm. the more I said, I hate this. I'm terrible at this. I'm just awkward. I'm not good. Someone else needs to do this. I just need to delegate this. The more I said that, the more resistance I had. And the more resistance I had, the less likely people were to buy from me because they were kind of like, this chick doesn't really seem like very confident in what she's doing. So yeah. when I've 
shifted my belief and it, this, this has taken me years <laughs> to actually go, oh no, I'm actually pretty good at selling. Like I'm actually good at this and I'm actually mm. pretty confident at this. And I know that I can have a, a really natural, lovely conversation with someone that gets them to take action because I'm, I'm there to help them. So by switching that dialogue of, I can do it in my way. I don't have to do it in the weird, sleazy, salesy way. I can do it in my way and I can still get the result. And I think that idea of what you believe has a way of coming true. To me, this was just this week. It was like such a light bulb moment. The more we actually say, I'm good at running a business. I am good at creating content. I, I have something to share and my opinions are valid online or whatever Mm. it is. I think, and like another thing he says is ultimately it's the way you think about yourself that determines your results. And this is all related to selling, but I think it's so true. It's like the other thing, even Holly, like I have this bad habit of waking up in the morning and being like, I'm tired. (laughs) Mm. And I am tired, but I wake up and I'm like, I'm tired. And like, so what would you switch that to as like a gratitude twist? How would you, how could I switch that? Yeah. So stop saying it. You've got to train yourself to stop saying it. Like that's <laughs> it. So one of the simple. chapters in my books, one of the chapters in my books is called Catch Your Words because I used to be that person. I wake up and say, I'm tired. I hate my job. Yeah. Today's a all right day. It's not great, but it's all right. I'm living the dream sarcastically. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. The weather's all right today. Like it just wasn't good enough, right? If you mm. want to have a great day, you've got to start mm. talking as if it's already a great day, right? That's how you manifest things. So the first thing was like I'm going to stop. I'm going to bring I'm tired out of my vocabulary because I used to be that I person that. every single day. But I was tired. I was working 16-hour days. I was tired. But you know what? Yeah. It was a mindset shift. So I stopped saying I was tired. I caught myself. I literally caught my words. I'd think before I speak. I would never say anything negative about myself. I'd stop talking down about myself, right? Sometimes we can't always control our thoughts, but we can control our thoughts by what we say, by what we do and Mm. how we think. So what music are you listening to? Who are you surrounding yourself with? What are you doing on a daily basis that's causing you to say these words or think these things, right? Because it all comes down to our thoughts that then portray like pretty much what we say and what we comes out of our mouths, right? So we need to first change our thoughts. What we surround ourselves with, what we listen to, how can we change our thoughts? And then that will also help with the words that come out of your mouth. But you've got to catch those words. We can catch our thoughts yeah. before they come out of our mouth. But you've got to think before you speak. So it's so simple, but yet so effective. You've just got to train yourself. You can train yourself to do absolutely anything. Yeah. So train yourself to not be tired by not believing it. Because every time it comes out of your mouth, you believe it. Mm. And I guess the thing is too, like, it's not denying your feelings because if you are tired, you're tired and that's okay. But I think the thing of going, the habit of going in, like, how could I say something better? Like, how could I say something that's more constructive, you know, like rather than I'm tired, like, yeah, I think it's shifting. the. the, Yeah. I, I think that's really cool because, you know, there are times in business where I've, found that I've I've pushed myself too hard and not acknowledged um actually you, yeah. <laughs> you're cooked okay. you need to just rest and relax but yes. I think that idea of actually going maybe for me it could be yeah like first step stop saying I'm tired all the time because that does reinforce the thing yeah. of I am tired oh my gosh but then the second thing could be potentially going 
well, I'm grateful that I have a business where I can take a morning off if I need to, you know. 100%. And, and, yeah, that shift of actually going, oh, how cool that I, I actually run this thing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, literally. And when I was talking about catchy words, that's only if it's a habit because sometimes we yeah. start saying I'm tired because it becomes a habit every morning and we go, oh, yeah. I actually feel fine today, but I still say I'm tired. So when it becomes a habit, <laughs> that's when you need to catch your words. But when you're actually tired, like that's a time to really reflect and go, what did I do the night before? Am I burning yeah. myself out too much? Do I need to start delegating some things? And you can. That was a perfect gratitude twist. So what I suggest you would do is write that on your mirror in your bathroom. Yeah. You know, I am energized that. today. I am grateful that I have a business. This is the year that I'm going to be able to achieve X, Y, and Z. Like gets you motivated because when you're yeah. tired, it's just as generally sometimes it's a lot of people come to me and they're like, I'm lacking motivation and I have no motivation. Motivation isn't a thing like that. It's the only reason you lack motivation is because you're lacking clarity on what, what you actually want. So mm-hmm. get clarity always first thing in the morning and I can guarantee you you'll never be tired again because you'll be so motivated because you have so much clarity that you won't even think about it twice. That's just what mm-hmm. the, has happened for me in the past and it worked really well, but yeah. everyone's really different. Yeah. No, but I love I, I really love that distinction of um, – investigating okay well what if if this is a recurring feeling for me because definitely I (laughs) Holly I wake up most mornings and I'm like I'll text Nathan be like I'm tired (laughs) and it's terrible (laughs) it's like not good so I think that that idea for me definitely first step is stop just stop saying that um and and then do the gratitude twist I love the gratitude twist that's a great way to put it Mm. ah this is so helpful this is like really really practical so then you've talked about your morning routine. Talk to us about the nighttime routine. What are some like simple things we can do to really help us close out our days well? Yeah, the hour before you go to bed, you've just got to really be aware of what you're doing. And I really suggest 45 minutes. Sometimes we can't help it. Like I have clients that work till 10 p.m. at night because they have you know, um, teams over in different states and in America and China and blah, blah, blah. So sometimes it can't always happen going to bed at the same time every night. But first things first, and I'm very practical. Like I love like do this and you'll get a result kind of thing rather mm-hmm. than fluffing mm-hmm. around and trialing it. You've got to find yeah. what works for you. Firstly, pick a time that you want to go to bed every single night and be asleep by. So mm-hmm. it might be 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. But what I would do is strategically count back at least eight hours um, from the time you wake up. So pick that time and then you're going to put it in your calendar. Literally mm-hmm. bedtime is called <laughs> in your calendar. Now you yeah. want to figure out what you want to do half an hour before you go to sleep. So half an hour before you go to sleep, you want to do something that actually allows you to relax your body and you want to create a trigger for your body to relax, right? So firstly, if you're an overthinker and you really struggle mm. with anxiety or like I've got so much to do tomorrow and yeah. can't get to sleep because of it, you need to do a brain dump and get everything out of your subconscious mind. I work with someone and he woke up at three o'clock in the morning every single day for 20 years because he has kids and, you know, things like that. <laughs> um, can stuff up your sleep. So um I got him to do a brain dump exercise and a few other things and he slept through the whole night for the first time in 20 years. And I was like, man, I'm good at what I do, but man, that was amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> it does work. It does work. But you need to get everything out of your subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is a part of the brain that goes on autopilot all the time. So mm. while you're sleeping, you might be subconsciously stressed about something that you have yes. no clue that you're stressing about. And therefore, you wake up tired the next morning. 
Yes. Scientifically proven. So that could actually be a reason why you're waking up tired every morning, right? It's because your brain actually hasn't had time to process it and put it out on paper. So grab a pen and paper. Everyone can do this before they go to bed. Write down everything that's going on in your brain. Like it could be, oh, I'm stressed about this. I've got to do this tomorrow. Make a to-do list for the next day. Like get it all out of your head on paper. I'm anxious about this. Why am I anxious about it? Like problem solve. Mm. That gets it out of your subconscious mind onto paper. So you're then able to visually see what you have to deal with the next day not have to deal with or haven't dealt with whilst you're sleeping. (laughs) Then you have to wake up the next day and figure out how you're going to deal with it. But if you do it the night before, you're going to sleep way better, wake up with way more energy, and you're going to get to sleep on time. So brain dumps are really crucial or really helpful, especially if you're an overthinker. Second thing is to create a trigger before you go to sleep. So for the last five years, I've been reading for about half an hour before I go to bed every single night. That is my trigger to tell my body it's time to get to sleep. So by 20 minutes, half an hour, I'm a sleep like a light and that is my only way to really get to sleep now, right? So sometimes, for example, a baby will have like a bottle of milk or suck on their dummy or get, you know, swaddled or whatever's going on. Um, Everyone's different, but that's their trigger to say, okay, it's sleep time, right? Yeah. Or they might put some music on and that's their sleep time. So they're triggers to help a baby get to sleep, but we're no different. We can Mm. create a productive trigger to be productive. We can um, create a trigger to have more energy. We can create a trigger to wind down. So you need to find something that works for you. Reading, um, a physical book is really helpful um, because then you can stay away from your phone. You want to stay away from your phone at least like 45 minutes, half an hour before you go to sleep. Um, Stretching and foam rolling. That's a really good one or like a yoga flow. Meditation, really great. Or you can simply just do your brain dump until you start getting tired and then try your best to fall asleep. But find something that works for you. I love reading. Sometimes I stretch and foam roll. I meditate in the mornings. Everyone's different. So that is – I've been doing like coaching people on their routines for so long now. That's what I found works really well. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I think the screen screen time is so big. Like Nathan and I have been really – Nate's a big reader. Like he loves, he he reads so much. But I've started, now I've started, um, because for me, reading a business book before going to bed is not my ideal. So now I've I've found my little, um, I'm always on the hunt for more fiction books. So if anyone listening has any recommendations of must read (laughs) books, I go through them so quickly now because I'm, I'm reading them at night. I'm reading them and sometimes I even read them in the morning. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. it's it's my little escape and relax moment. And it feels That's very nice. glorious <laughs> doing that. Good. Enjoy it. You gotta do what you love and what you what works for you yeah. because everyone is so different. And when you're like you you know, you own businesses or you own a business yeah. and you're talking to business people all day, you're running a business, you're in the marketing. So when you're consumed by that all day, I think it's really nice to have an outlet. That allows you to be yourself and just get lost. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. And it's away from your phone. That's the other thing. I'm like, hundred oh, ah, percent. Instagram is work for me. It's not social. It's like I love, exactly I love Instagram, right. but it's work. It is work. Well, Holly, where can people find more from you? And where can people check out? You've, I know you've got your book. You've got your course. Where can people connect with you and check out those resources? Yeah. Um, so you can go to 30daystohappiness.com.au. Um, you'll see my book, you'll see my programs, you'll see everything on that website. Um, otherwise, yeah, you can go get my book on Amazon or my website, 30 Days to Happiness. It's pretty simple. There's a few. I think there's another book called 30 Days to Happiness, but mine's the one with the smiley face writing on I it. I love the cover. Pure yellow. I love it. 
<laughs> Thank yeah. you. I love it too. Um, my <laughs> graphic really designer good. lady did such a great job. Um, and then, yeah, otherwise, yeah, Instagram, I'll put my links. I'm sure you'll have my links to Instagram and yeah. LinkedIn. I'm quite big on LinkedIn, so that's my main platform. So ah, if you want to connect and have a good. chat, just let me know. Yes. Okay. That's perfect. Well, we'll pop all of those links in the show notes. So if you want to check out 30 Days to Happiness, if you want to check out Holly's courses, any of her, I know Holly's got some epic um, free resources too. So make sure you check out that link in the show notes. Holly, thank you so much for joining us. I've left this conversation feeling uh, lighter and happier. So thank you. (laughs) Good. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. I hope that you found that helpful and I hope that you take away something practical. Just take away one thing. What can you do? Is it sorting out your morning or nighttime routine or is it doing the gratitude twist thing that Holly spoke about or simple affirmations? What is it that you're going to do to actually boost your happiness and retrain how you think about yourself, how you think about your business? Uh, I know that I'm going to take away a bunch from this as well. If you love our podcast, if you love what we are putting out there every week, I would love it. And it would mean a lot to me if you could leave us a review on Apple. Something nice, preferably. Um, If it's bad, I don't really want to hear it. Um, (laughs) So something nice. Leave us a review. That would mean the world to me. And as always, if you love this episode, send me a DM. Let me know what you loved about it. Let me know what you're taking away um, because I love to hear from you. Okay, my friends, I hope that you have a wonderful day and that your hair looks really good. Okay, (laughs) go get them.